All right, we're here, episode one, Nick Francis, Eric Bean, the Nick and Bean pod. First recording, we're super excited, coming here to talk to you guys, all things sports, gambling, most importantly, fantasy football, life, you know, really just shooting the shit with you guys, and uh, first episode, you know, we're going we're gonna to lay the, the groundwork of what this show is going to be about, kind of the flow we're going to go with, we're going to give you a little info about ourselves, and of course, most importantly, we're going to talk about gambling, we're going to make picks, we're going to talk about fantasy football, we're going to give you our plays of the week every week, and we're just going to touch on, you know, the news in the sporting world and uh, how it affects everything. The inception being you excited? I'm excited, man. The inception is here. This is our fourth take here today, and we've uh, we've only been here about ten minutes, so we're we're super excited here. It, super dedicated to quality content over here. <laughs> we right? are dedicated to quality content. So I'm gonna give you an intro on myself, then I'll throw it to Nick, and then we'll jump right in. Uh, my name's Eric Bean, born and raised here in South Florida. Sports lover at the heart. You know, I've been uh, playing fantasy football since 2003, been gambling on sports since I'm about 18, 19, lived uh, lived here in South Florida pretty much my whole life, did go to Florida State up in Tallahassee for college, but I've been back down here since. I'm into real estate and real estate investing, but more importantly, I'm into sports, and that's what we're here to talk about. I met Mr. Nick Francis in middle school. Uh, here at Pinecrest in Fort Lauderdale, we've known each other for a long time now, and we are we're pumped here to just sit down, get away from our normal lives, and uh, shoot the shit. So, Nick, I'm gonna throw it to you. Let these people know who you are. PMS, shout out to Pinecrest Middle School one time. Let's go. All right, so yeah, I'm Nick Francis, as he said before. I'm a state licensed professional engineer. I do uh, fire sprinkler contractor work here in the South Florida area. Um, I've been into sports my whole life, playing sports growing up, uh, always watched it, been a Fins fan forever, Fins up. Same here, yikes. <laughs> which has been a, which has been a deflating year, we'll get into that later, maybe. Um, but yeah, so I've been gambling on sports probably since, uh, I graduated college, and, uh, really, like most things, once I started, if I really like it, I kind of get full, fully into it. I think Bean can relate to that, so... You know, uh, hopefully the same thing happens here with uh, creating this pod. Yeah, and uh, you know we're gonna see how it goes. We could do five episodes. We could do a thousand. Who knows? But we're here to have fun. Most you know, first and foremost, and uh, break down the things uh, you know that we like to talk about, which is gambling and sports. And I forgot to uh, go into my fantasy football. So I've been playing fantasy football since high school, but um, longer than I've been doing the gambling thing. And thankfully, this week. Gambling became legalized in Florida through that app, which is huge. Yeah, and and that's the first thing we'll talk about before before we do though. I think it is a progression where you know the younger kids are starting to play fantasy football. You see it even in sixth, seventh, eighth grade into high school. But it's kind of the it's kind of the first leap into sports gambling. Fantasy, you can play for fun. You don't have to play for a lot of money, but it gives you the experience of researching and and looking these things up and staying on top of things, which is really what you need to do 
to be successful with fantasy and sports gambling. They're very, very uh, closely tied in together. They're very tied in together, which you'll see. I mean, even when you see uh, gambling, you have the player props, which is just like fantasy, really. You're you're betting on players to do well. It's basically fantasy. So we're going to start each pod. We're going to go into news, major news that we're going to touch on that affects the sports world, the gambling world, the fantasy football world, and possibly the real world as well. Uh, so first thing, I mean, crazy, crazy week for and, and with with COVID and everything, I think it has been crazy. Yeah, following the news is just as important as watching these games. Sometimes you got to get an app that is updating you with uh, notifications <laughs> to yeah. stay in stay in touch with this. And I hate to I hate to give out my secrets on the first pod here, but. There, it's widely known, I would think, some of these apps. Well, there's two. There's one major app that people use, the Sleeper app. I don't know if that's the one you use. but the- So I use that one, but I missed some news this week that kind of, in the end, may cost me some money that you were able to get in on because of another app that is a little bit quicker and has a little bit more news. Which one was that? The Fantasy Life app. There you go. So for for the last few years, I think Sleeper's been the one to break news where people are getting a jump on players who are sitting or people to pick up in fantasy. And then ESPN has the, I don't know if it's ESPN or it's it's just Matt Berry specifically specifically from ESPN who released the Fantasy Life app, which is, it's about 10 seconds faster than the Sleeper app. Uh, pretty sure everyone in all my leagues mostly uses sleeper, so I do beat them to that. But first news, Monday morning, Derrick Henry. Big, biggest news of the week. The number one fantasy player by a country mile. Um, the alien, really. And he uh, he somehow you know did get hurt on Sunday. Somehow somebody broke him. So it's been years. People are like, oh, Derrick Henry, when he's going to break down? When he's going to break down? His usage is so high, and he just kept on running through it the league basically yeah and the funny thing is i mean he gets hurt early in the game and he goes back in and he takes 28 29 carries on a broken foot which i think only he can do but either way uh you wake up you find out he's probably going to be out six to ten weeks which is pretty much the entire fantasy season um they they immediately announce that they are going to work out adrian peterson at 36 years old. At 36 years old. AP was a freak back in the day. I mean, he was kind of Derrick Henry before Derrick Henry. Not as big, but he was huge and fast. He's one of the top five running back of all time, but he is older. People did kind of question the move, but they needed something to hold them over. Jeremy McNichols, their backup, is a small guy. He's 5'9", 200 pounds. He's more of a pass-catching back. Darrington Evans, who they drafted pretty high last year, went back on IR. So Peterson comes in. He's going to have a solid role. I think he probably takes in 12 to 15 carries minimum a game. I mean, I think he's going to be taking those goal line touches, which could be some fantasy implications. Let's say he has 20 yards, but he has that touchdown. That's going to get you over. That's going to be enough for you. Yeah, and running back so so slim. Um, but I really, I actually think he personally, I, and you could feel different. I think he's probably a top twenty-five guy the rest of the way. I think he's going to have that twelve to fifteen carries minimum a game. And I think when he falls in the end zone, you'll be happy. And if he doesn't, you know, you'll you'll still have you'll still have the volume, which isn't too bad. Uh, McNichols is going to get the passing work for sure. But I think they know he can't run between the lines. Mick Nichols is only 200 pounds. He looks yoked on TV. He's five. <laughs> he's five nine, 200 pounds. He is a small, small guy, and that's why they brought in someone right away. 
Now, when you talk about the betting side, Tennessee's been, they're 6-2 and two against the spread. They are the number two team in the league behind Dallas in terms of betting. Dallas is 7-0. and oh. What does their offense look like without King Henry? Yeah, I, I, personally, usually running backs, I don't think affect teams that much. They they typically don't, but this is a different case. This is a this unique is, case. This is scary. You know, I've, I've made some money on Tennessee this year. Bet them against the Bills. They won outright. Bet them against the Chiefs. But this this really scares me, and we'll talk about it more when we do get into our picks. They have the Rams in L.A. on Sunday night football. Dead. <laughs> Dead. Okay. <laughs> we'll get into that when we get to the picks. Second piece of news, Mr. Aaron Rodgers claimed to be uh, immunized. He quote-unquote immunized. So he, he basically... Uh, he basically, uh, I don't know exactly what you want to call it, but he, he didn't lie, but he... He, he misleaded exactly. the media before the season when he did come uh, to the team after camp. He did a press conference. He They asked him if he was vaccinated. He said, I have been immunized. And then he proceeded to talk about the players who hadn't been vaccinated. So it really made it seem like he was vaccinated. And what we're finding out is that he was treating himself as vaccinated by not wearing the mask in the facility. In the press conferences. The press conferences. You know, I think it's going to surprise people. I think we might see a suspension. I, right. I think They're, They might show a blatant disregard for their rules, and they might not like that. Yeah, and, you know, vaccinated, not vaccinated, personal choice. Some other shit. Whatever talking, you want to do, we're not getting into that. We're here that. to talk about betting and fantasy. We're talking, exactly. But... You know, I think he, you know, he's already missing this game for sure. The earliest he can come back to the team is Saturday of next week. In the evening. In the evening. So I think if personally, and some of my friends have already disagreed, I think if Jordan Love plays well, he will get at least another start. He he looked great in preseason. I know it's preseason, but he's, I swear he looked like Aaron Rodgers back there. <laughs> yeah, I, I swear I, to God. He's so what's calm. What's in that coffee? Is there crack in that coffee? I know. That's... Uh, a few of my friends have been saying that, but I, I really think he's going to have a good game. And uh, who knows, man? You never know. You never know when the team gets turned over to the next guy. Now, he could go out there Sunday, look like shit, and then Rodgers is back next Sunday. But I personally, I'm going to go out there on a limb and say it. I think Jordan Love looks really good this weekend. So the team also went out and uh, talked about working out Blake Bortles. I don't know if they signed him. Signed So him. as of now... He's on the practice squad. He will be elevated to be the backup. This okay, week. he has to be because Jordan Love. Jordan Love would have been the only active quarterback on the roster eligible because he was the only one at practice yesterday. So you're right. Because I think the backup or some other like the third QB. I think he's out from contract tracing. No. Yeah, I, I don't. He, he was near Rogers, so he can't. He's vaccinated, but he couldn't be at practice either. So they had to bring someone in. They brought in the boat. That was the fucking boat. Goat. Fucking so, Blake Bortles. I love him. So that was going to be um, some looks for me on Sunday. Would have been Jordan Ludd uh, under rushing props. It probably was going to be a relatively low well, let's number Let's get into anyways. that when we get to the betting. Though. Go ahead. Let's get into that when you get to the betting. couple more football news. OBJ sent home from practice a day after his dad posts a crazy video. Talking sent about, home the next day as well. Yeah. So he, from what I heard and what I read... He didn't try to come back today. We're Thursday, November 4th. He didn't try to come back today, but he did reach out and let them know that he wants to play there. Good. 
you know, his agent is searching for other teams, but he reached out to the Browns and let them know his first choice is to stay there, but it looks like it's over. It looks like he's not going to be there and he's going to be on another team within the next couple weeks here. Yeah, it always seems, or not always seems, it's only been a couple teams, but it seems that uh, some wildness seems to follow OBJ. Like, you would think that, oh, this story's crazy, like the dad's on Twitter making long videos, but um, antics seem to follow this guy. And unfortunately, I think for him, um, he doesn't have the same talent he had just a couple years ago. Yeah, it wasn't even that long ago that he was crushing the league. But I don't think he's I think that guy he's anymore. He's broken an ankle and torn ACL since then. Yeah, he's done. But both. I agree, he was one of my favorites. Uh, I owned him in every fantasy league. It seemed like, and it's unfortunate. You see the league; it's a it's a doggy dog world. You see guys like Todd Gurley out of the league. He was the number one running back two years ago. McCaffrey. You just blew my mind, low key. Um, I forgot about Todd Gurley. I forgot Todd is not. That Todd is not Couldn't playing. Couldn't even make a team. Holy fuck. Ravens worked him out. They chose Devontae Freeman over him. Devontae Freeman is not very good anymore. Shout out to the Knowles FSU. He did. Last piece of news, Kyler Murray limited in practice. The line's reflecting it. The The Niners are favorites now by a point and a half. That's and a significant move. I think with his uncertainty, Hopkins' uncertainty, A.J. Green has covid I think uh, you know the the Cardinals were seven and zero. It looks like they're probably going to lose back to back games here. The Niners are the right side. Um, I don't know that they should be favored, but um, if I had to bet anything, it would be the Niners, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah, and Kyler's so fragile with the state they're at. I lean on the side of caution. If he's not a hundred percent, don't send him out there. He's too small. He's too at risk. I personally and and you're you're in first place. The yeah, rest yeah. of your the rest of your schedule does not look that hard. Like you could sleepwalk and go five and four the rest of the way. And so, at least make the playoffs. Yeah, five and four. Does that math that up? Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Uh, yeah, seventeen games. Crazy. The um, one thing Bean didn't want to talk about news was Darnold concussion, and then now they're popping up with a shoulder thing too for Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold doesn't matter to me. Uh, <laughs> PJ Walker gonna go. I I personally, so I made a pretty big move and traded for the Pats D in one of my fantasy leagues. Traded people, for him. People were pretty much laughing at me. I paid a lot of fab for them. Okay. Forty forty five dollars in fab for the Patriots D. Okay. I think uh, I think they're gonna really have a really nice rest of the season. Oh yeah. And the the matchup this week, I personally prefer Darnold to PJ Walker. I think Darnold makes more mistakes. I think PJ Walker actually is probably gonna be a little bit more conservative, and I think the line will not be affected either if he's in or out. So that's why I don't believe Darnold. He doesn't matter to me. Which is wild to say a quarterback doesn't matter to the news. But Sam so, Darnold, or, a.k.a. Sam Darnold. <laughs> matter to the, not the news, matter to the line, which, hey, it, it could be the case. I'm not, I'm not saying it is. I mean, the Panthers spent all this capital to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater and bring in Sam Darnold. And really looking back on it, it feels like a downgrade to me. It, it was a bad move. It was a terrible move. Um, and they're seeing that it, in this case, it wasn't Adam Gase. We don't have a Tannehill part two. Sam Darnold's just not very good. Last piece of news we will touch on: Atlanta Braves win the World Series. Really incredible, losing Acuna. Uh, team just not that great. And, and we're not a huge baseball pod, but I mean, I watch playoff baseball and I keep track of it throughout the year. I parachute in for the playoffs. Exactly, exactly. It's great to watch the World Series. And I watch the Marlins. I tra- I track the Marlins for the most part. I'll tell you, watching that Soler home run in Game Six was fucking 
amazing. I was so fucking hyped. I did bet the Braves all series long, so I was happy about that. But watching him hit a bomb and stand there and pound his chest and just scream at the Astros was great, (laughs) especially because they're cheaters. Either way, that's the news for the week. Let's jump into our picks. We did give out picks last week. Uh, We had like a, I'd call it a pre-pod where we did a recording for about 30 minutes. We gave out picks, but we did not release it. It was done Saturday night and it was too late anyway. So I'm going to recap our picks. Uh, I went one and two. Nick went two and two. The Lions really killed me. And, And the more the public was on the Lions, the worse I felt about it. So Nick and I were on opposite sides of that bet. I lost with the Lions. Nick won with the Eagles. Easy. My second bet was the Seahawks. That was a route. That was a burial, to quote Stu Finer. But the Seahawks were an easy win. They were up, I think, 27-0 on the Jags, and that one was never close. Nick had uh, Nick lost on Swift's rushing or uh, receiving props. Oh my he, God, did he look bad? And he lost with Cleveland, but he won with his best bet, which was the Panthers plus three. Great bet. I actually got on that. I followed you to beat the Falcons there That's and. Good. Even though Darnold was terrible, they still got the win. And my last bet, which lost, was a teaser. Or sorry, it was a money line parlay with the Bengals. That's enough said. The Bengals killed everyone. Vegas had their number one week of the year. The Bengals, man. So I've been riding out fantasy, not fantasy, Survivor for about eight weeks now. And I the took bangles? the Bengals, oh, everyone, did. which was a minus EV play just based off of how many people took them. Yeah. Um, oh. I should looking back on it, obviously, I should have taken another team. I had other options, but I was like, "There's no other week of the rest of the season that I'm going to go Bengals." Here's my one chance to take that team. And uh, I, if I was a conspiracy guy, <laughs> Vegas was in on that one. Oh my god, it was so bad. The roughing the passer call at the end of the game to give the Jets the win is a top five worst call. in the. That's up there with the Dez catch in the playoffs. I mean, that was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. The Bengals should have won the game, but the, the Jets outplayed them. At the end of the day, it should have never been that close. It should have never been that close. They're up 10 in the third quarter. should have never been that close. That's in the past. Either way, I'm 1-2. and two. Nick's 2-2. Two and two. We are going to keep track of every pick we make here on the show to make sure that we're not just giving out bullshit picks and claiming we folks. win. Again, I want a disclaimer here. Our picks, we're not telling you to take all your money and bet our picks. We're here to let you know what we're betting on, and every pick we make, we bet ourselves. I promise you that. We're not just giving out faulty picks here. So we're going to keep track. We're going to keep ourselves accountable here. Go ahead. Yeah, so obviously we're not professional gamblers. We do this, like we said, for enjoyment. It's a hobby of ours, a hobby that we do spend a lot of time on. fun-ass hobby. (laughs) Um, So, you know, if you guys think we're uh, idiots for some of the picks we make, don't play them. If you like them, play them. We're here to just entertain and present you guys with some information. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully, you know, us talking about these things, providing information and, you know, shooting the shit here helps you you know, really form opinions on what you want to bet. And that's most important. So before we hop into our picks for the week, huge fucking news in Florida. What a big week. Because oh, your face, I was like, what the fuck huge happened? Huge fucking news. It was, We're legal, it guys. We are legal here in Florida. I don't know. Are we the 14th state, 15th state? Who gives We're a shit? We're down the line. Uh, the Hard, Hard Rock just released an app on November 1st. I was on the golf course, probably my first outing since having a child two months ago, and got the news that 
we have an app that you can download and and bet legally, which a, is amazing. A week after we happened to start uh, it's so prepping funny. for Liter- this podcast. Well, it's the week we're starting. Yeah. First week, they knew. They knew that we were coming in to fucking dominate the sports gambling market, and they decided to legalize it. Exactly. So um, I did want to go over a couple of numbers real quick. So sports gambling is becoming more and more relevant and accepted. Um, The media outlets, the coverage, the legalization are going up. So the U.S. market is currently worth $20.36 billion. And Beautiful. by 2021, they think that's going to up to 22.31 billion. So that's actually fantasy football. And if you want to go with gambling market, the gambling crushes the fantasy market. Of course. The uh, the U.S. gambling market is expected to be 37 billion by 2025, and the global market because gambling is um, worldwide. It's legal. You can go uh, bet soccer games in England if you want. Is 179.3 billion worldwide all right great stats nick really yeah. phenomenal stuff i, I wrote it down with. i figured i would I'm tell a, it to i'm somebody. gonna fall asleep if you keep going so let's <laughs> let's jump into these picks but yeah we are going to use the odds that are currently on the hard rock betting app they're going to be very similar to your bovada to your sports books all across the country and we're going to give our picks we are going to release this pod tonight hopefully people will listen to it friday and saturday so if the lines do change there's really no perfect way to do it we can only give you the bets that are live right now we think the most fair way is to release our picks based off of the current, the current lines, lines at the legal book yep. at the time we're recording um which hey i got bit today san francisco was of course. Was a dog earlier yeah, this we, morning. Again, we're going to have bets from earlier in the week, but we can only give our picks out that are with the current lines. We can't say, oh, you know, we, we bet something on Monday because the line was great. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. And we want to make sure that when you guys listen to the pod, you have the most recent lines. So I'm going to start here with my, we're going to each give out a minimum of three picks. It'll usually be three, four, or five picks. And we're going to go, we're going to give you our favorite picks of the week. And we're going we're gonna to discuss the game. So my my favorite picks, I'm going to go with my best bet. We're each going to give out a best bet, too. Okay. All right? So my okay. best bet of the week is going to be our hometown, Miami Dolphins. No, nah, I'm not picking the Dolphins. We're taking the over in okay. the Dolphins-Texans game. What a psycho. Yeah, you can't, we can't bet on the Dolphins. We're, we're, we're in shambles. I will say I will still ride for Tua, die for Tua. I'm all in on Tua still. I don't want to hear a word. I'm all in on Tua still. But Miami and Houston over 46 is going to be my best bet of the week. I have four total bets. I'm going to throw it over to Nick right now. Now, before you give your picks, Nick, is there any game that that you find super intriguing here? You know, I I feel like this week we had so many good matchups set up and injuries killed us. We had Packers Chiefs. We that lose would have been Rogers. amazing. That was going to be one of the best games. It's we had a Rams Titans. We lose Henry. Henry. Our two marquee matchups are crushed by injury, uh, but go ahead. I'm throwing it over to you. Best bets first, and then we'll go into the rest of ours. Okay. So my best bet, can the best bet be a teaser? I of guess course. it can be the, anything. The best bet can be uh, a, prop. It could be a money line, a spread, a teaser, a parlay, a prop, anything you want to do. I prefer to, to stay away from the props because not everyone's book offers every prop. Right. So maybe we stay away from props for best bets, but let's go with the flow, whatever you're feeling. Okay. So my best bet in that case is going to be Philly plus 7.5 and, and Rams down to 0.5. That is a six-point teaser. 
Got it. So you've got Philly plus seven and a half. That's what the current odds, correct? You actually would have gotten more points earlier in the week. But we're people of the people, okay? We're going with what the live lines are. So Nick's going to tease the Philadelphia Eagles up to seven and a half points and the Rams down to a half a point really quickly. Teasers are basically when you buy more points for teams. So the Eagles are one and a half point underdogs and he'll buy on the teaser six points. So he gets seven and a half points and the Rams are a seven. What are they? Six and a half right now? They were seven and a half. They're seven and a half. So Nick has to win by one and a half with the Rams. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Making sure there. So he's got Philly and the Rams teased. I've got the Miami-Houston over for our best bets. Any insight into why the hell you want to bet on the Eagles? Yes, so the Eagles have been getting money um, the last couple weeks, and they've been cashing in for people. So I'm going to ride that train and uh, bet the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles are, they are 4-4 and on the year against the spread, but they've been heating up lately. I mean, you saw what they did to the Lions last week. That's easy. They look great. They they did look phenomenal. So So, getting 7.5 at home, I do see what you're you're feeling. And the Chargers have, although Miles Sanders is out, the Chargers have a pretty shitty run defense. So They're they're 32nd in the league. So we're going to talk about later on uh, my fantasy guys that I want to pick. But I figure whoever the hell gets the ball in uh, Philadelphia is going to have a decent time running against the Chargers. Love it. And uh, the Rams, of course, they're a monster. Von Miller added. No Derrick Henry on the uh, the Tennessee side. So I, I'm riding with you there. I'm at, I'll give you my second pick, and I'm just betting the Rams straight up, minus 7.5. Uh, another... I think a slam dunk bet. Yes, Tennessee is 6-2 and two against the spread on the year, but like we talked about, Derrick Henry's gone. They're not the same team. The Rams at home, they just look so fast. Cooper Cup is an absolute monster. Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, Daryl Henderson. Let's talk about him real quick because he's just been phenomenal. He's going to eat this week too. He's going to eat. I agree. I they're, agree. They're going against a pretty bad defense in Tennessee. Um, they can be had. Their only the their saving grace was maintaining possession by running the rock with Derrick Henry, Henry yep. and that's not an option. I actually love that bet. I took a little bit of Rams money or not money. I took a little bit of Rams action earlier this week, even though I didn't give that out on the pod. All right, give us your next bet. It looks like it's a Monday night bet. Which side do you like Monday night, Nick? I'm liking Chicago plus six. Chicago plus six. Okay, well, Chicago's three and five against the spread on the year. They are playing in Pittsburgh, another team who's three and four against the spread. Tell us what you like about Chicago. Yeah, so, I mean, it might not only be what I like about Chicago. Uh, Pittsburgh couldn't cover five and a half against Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Um, If they can't cover five... So it's more about Ben... Being old as fuck. Ben is old. He's he's started to look a little bit better he these has, last couple has. weeks, but he's still not looking um, like the Ben of old. Philly, or not Philly, Pittsburgh, the other Pennsylvania team, is ranked 31st in offensive success rate. Gotcha. They're going to get shut the fuck down. Really? Okay. They're going to get shut down. I don't think that, I mean, Chicago has a slight chance to win outright. I don't think, I'm not betting the money line. But they could easily win. I think they. I think a field goal would have been more appropriate line for this. Okay, so you got Chicago plus six. All right, my third pick here. This I love this pick right here. This is a three-team teaser, and you'll see me and Nick. We love our teasers. They've been crushing this year. We've had great success on them. Uh, I'm sure 
it, things will turn around. You know, they always do. But when you can find these favorites that you like to tease down, uh, I really, I really do. I, I really am finding success with it. So I've got a three-team teaser. I've got the New Orleans Saints at home against Atlanta. That'll bring them down to a half a point. They just have to win. I've got the Baltimore Ravens at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Bring them down to a half a point. That uh, these this is a six point team, uh, six point teaser. So the Ravens will just have to win against the Vikings, and then I've got the Chargers in Philly. So I'm against Nick's teaser here, but, but we, can we both, both got, we can both win. Uh, I've got the Chargers. It'll get them up to plus five and a half. I think it's a big rebound game for them. You've got Philly coming off a pretty big high. They dominated Detroit, and you've got the Chargers getting absolutely fucking embarrassed by Bill Belichick and the Patriots two years in a row. Two years in a row. Last what year, was the count la- uh, last week. Last year was forty-five nothing. I know last year. <laughs> last year was forty-five nothing. If you remember, yeah. Do you remember that? We talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it. They got fucking crushed last year. And guess what? This year they got smacked again. I don't even remember what it okay. was. Herbert threw a late touchdown to save face. They got uh, killed. Was a, oh, Herbert this, was owned. One of those late ones that make the scoreboard he look a little bit. He threw a pick bit. six, and then he threw this. T- oh, God, an annoying touchdown. I was playing against him in fantasy. Either way, uh, I like the Chargers to rebound this week. Austin Eckler has a nice game against Philly. I think Keenan Allen, Mike Williams are just too much, and the defense will do enough to either win the game or keep it within five and a half points. Nick, give me your last bet of the day. Before I do that, I wanted to bring up uh, some oh, more information about teasers. So, in <laughs> yeah. So all right, we're doing quick one minute segment on teasers. Go, Nick. A little quick strategy on t- on teasers. So you want to look for the games with the lower totals because in a teaser you're getting points or you're giving points so six points in a game with a total of 41 has a lower variance than a getting six points in a game of a total of 52 so if you can tease between so you want to look for games with low totals and you want to look for games that take you through key numbers um 15 of all games in uh in 2020 ended with three points that's by far the most key number in the nfl so if you can get it so if you can get a teaser that brings you from one through the three all the way to seven you just gained that's that's a quote-unquote valuable bet um so that's what you want to look for you want to look for if you can low totals and games that you can get through the key numbers and you can see that's what nick did with his teaser he took philly up through the seven and a half and he took the rams down to the half from the seven and a half easy so he's not just spitting facts you know he's actually backing those up with his bets give us your last pick of the day my last pick is the dallas denver over 49 and a half um i think this game should fly over the total you got dak back in dallas uh, their Denver, the Denver defense just lost Von Miller. Not that, saying like he was the best player on their team, but the Denver defense is going to get eaten the f up, is uh, what I believe. And the Dallas defense last year was shit. They might have been last in the league. This year they're looking a little bit better. They are um, better. They got they are better. They got the the new linebacker uh, Micah Parsons who's holding the shit down. And then Trayvon Diggs is very popular. He's getting some picks, but those, as we know, are fluky stat. You can't depend on uh, turnovers. And I'll tell you, so Dallas five and two. The overs hit five and two this year. Denver's only two and six, but I will tell you, like you said, Von Miller's out. Trayvon Diggs is busted up. His his ankle is a little off. The only thing I'm concerned for you is you've got Ceedee Lamb 
sprained his ankle yesterday in practice. Yeah. You've got Michael Gallup. Doesn't look like he's getting off the IR. Mm. So if you're missing those two guys, Dak's going to be back, which is great. You have Amari Cooper. I actually think Cedric Wilson might be a guy who you'll you'll hear about this week. He had a nice touchdown last week. But I actually like the play. I mean, it's only 50 points you need. You get something like a 31 to 20, 31 to 24. Dallas can hang 50 by themselves if they feel like it. And it's indoors in Dallas. If it was in Denver and Mile High, I'd have totally different thoughts on the game. Yeah, the only thing that the only thing that you brought up there that gives me any concern, CD Lamp. That's the only thing that really gives me a I think he'll play. Uh, last pick of the day. I'm going to throw another teaser at you. It is the Rams and Niners. We are going to get the Rams minus one and a half, and the Niners are going to be plus five and a half. We're, we're all over the Rams this week in teasers and straight up. And then the Niners, it just seems like that game they're going to win. They're playing at home against Arizona. Kyler's banged up like we talked about. Hopkins is banged up like we talked about. J.J. Watt done for the season. It just feels like one of those games where you're going to start hearing that narrative, oh, is Arizona going to do what they did last year? Win a ton of games at the beginning of the year and then fall off. So I love the Niners there. I think they probably win the game outright. If not, they'll cover the five and a half. So those are our bets of the week. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go over them right now just so you have them all in front of you. Nick's picks, his best bet of the week is a teaser with Philly and the Rams. He's got Chicago plus six, and he's got the over Dallas and Denver, 49 and a half. Philly up to seven and a half, Rams down to minus one and a half. Yes, correct. I'm with the where we're doing the rundown, I'm just giving out the teams. Uh, my best bet is the Miami Houston over 46. I've got the Rams minus seven and a half. I've got the Saints, Ravens, Chargers teaser, and the Rams, Niners teaser. So we're giving picks. We're not holding back. We're not being fucking squares like a lot of these people and giving out chalk, chalk, chalk. We're firing. We're we're firing underdogs. We're firing teasers. We're firing totals at you. And, you know, I think next next week we're going to do a long shot segment. I don't have it prepared this week where we're each going to give you a parlay with at least 10 to 1 odds. With our new book, I'll tell you, this legalization is fucking incredible, Nick. <laughs> I've got already parlays down. I've got won $20 to win three hundred grand. I mean, it's just so much fun. On our book that we were using before, you could only parlay four teams. We had mm. a win limit. Mm. Now we're fucking free. It's we're incredible. free, baby. All right. That's our betting segment of the week. We are going to pop into fantasy football. What we're going to do this week, we're going to give you a quick breakdown just of uh, how many leagues we're playing in, and then we're going to give you our plays of the week. But I'm going to give you an overview. Um, I play in five leagues. There's really three that I care about. There's one that I commission, which Nick is in. There is our friend Jordan Freeman runs a league that's been going about six years. I've won two of the years. And Nick's in that one as well. And then I have one with a very competitive one that has NFL scouts, actors, a crazy league I've been in 10 years. That's my, I call that my most important league, even though it's not the one I commission. NFL scouts definitely don't have access to any news. We had, we have an NFL scout. I think he was a Viking scout. Now he's running the next gen stats for the NFL. So the kid, kid's pretty good. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a real fun league. Um, and you know, the, we're, we're really, I would say we're, we're all in on fantasy. We've yeah. been, we've been all in since we were kids. I, I spend so much time picking up, trading, researching news. I mean, 
I I spend as much time doing that as I do selling fucking houses. I swear <laughs> and that's to you, a, Nick. That's a decent amount. And of now time. I've got the kid. I've got a two month old. I mean, three in the morning. I'm picking up people. I uh, I just can't get enough. You of can. It. I fucking love it. You can. So that's one of the things. Uh, I work. Uh, I wake up really early. So one of my advantages in fantasy football is. For year after year, you'll see me making pickups at five something in the morning. Right after the waivers are done, your boy Nick is scooping what's left. Yeah, so we've got our three teams. I'll give you a quick rundown. I want to give you our records. I want to give you our records and our three. We each have three leagues we care about. My record, I've got Jesus, Nick. I've got my in my big league. I'm five and three in my in my most important league. We'll call it in the league I commission. I'm three and five. Fucking sad loss last week. And in our buddy Jordan Freeman's league, I actually beat Nick, who's the number one seed last week in a Monday night thriller. What a fucking win. <laughs> My team crashes. His team's good, but I just smacked the fuck out of him. It was honestly an incredible feeling. I was down eight with Daryl Williams versus Travis Kelsey, and I got a convincing win with Kelsey Dudding. Um, just a great feeling. I, I seem to own Nick in fantasy, whether my team is 0-100 and, and his team's undefeated. I always beat but him. We'll, we'll let him think that, folks. And uh, Nick, give us your three teams real quick, and then we're going to give you our plays of the week, and we'll get out of here for episode one. All right, so we'll go uh, worst to best. I got my college league. So another thing about fantasy, it, it connects people, so it Definitely. keeps you connected. Huge, huge. So I like to be in with my college friends. I'm in uh, 12th, <laughs> dead last in that place, 2-6. and six. Um, freeze league with Bean and our other friend. Um, I'm six and two. I'm in first place. And in the league that Bean commissions, commissions, um, I can't find my record. You're four and four in that league. I know that off the top of my head. And I am tied for sixth place, but it, I got a decent chance at making. You got the a nice team. I, I'm, I'm going to give Nick props really quickly. In the league that I beat him last week, he has one of the best starting lineups I've seen ever. I have been playing fantasy football since 2003. Uh, I know his team off the top of my head because it's so absurd, but he's got Justin Herbert at quarterback, decent. Yeah. Receivers, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup. Those are the number one and two receivers. Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, both top five backs, and the number one tight end, Travis Kelsey. So he's done He's done really well this year uh, all across the board. You're usually solid a pretty defense, solid player. Buccaneer, Buccaneer. You know, we actually we lived together out of college, so I pretty much retrained his brain on how to play fantasy football, and it's been life-changing for you. I mean, I took what I, what I liked, I left what I didn't, and made it my own. And I've yeah, been running for sure. with it. And just a little, also a little background. In college, I ran a, a fantasy sports advice website called fantasysportsscoop.com. <laughs> no shit, I didn't know that. Short-lived, short-lived for sure. <laughs> but I mean, I was working my ass off, even though three people saw it. Right, no, I, I swear I was still working my ass off. So we love fantasy football. We're going to jump in. We're going to give you each week, we're going to give you our pickups, some pickups, any ones that we have, and then our three plays of the week, which will be a QB, a running back, and a pass catcher. We're going to try to keep them outside your top guys and if they are a top guy it'll be just someone that you think you know let's let's take if it's a top eight to ten guy you think it's he's going to be the number one play of the week or something like that so i've got three pickups for you and they're all rostered in less than 23 percent of leagues and we're using espn so these are great pickups uh a guy that i just picked up in every league actually two out of three leagues that we're going to talk about jeff wilson seven percent owned 
Just activated off the IR with George Kittle. That's what I was going to ask about. Just activated. He practiced for the first time yesterday. He's 7% owned. I might have to see if I can snag this. Dude. Yeah, I already have him in, in the leagues that matter. Son of a... So, Jeff Wilson is a guy that Kyle Shanahan trusts. That's what I know. Elijah Mitchell has established himself as the number one guy there. What we know about Elijah Mitchell, he's good, but he's been banged up all year. His ribs are banged up. Nick's trying to pick him up now. I already have him. <laughs> I'm looking through these leagues. All right. Um, and and Jeff Wilson, he practiced. His first practice back all year, he's taking snaps ahead of, of uh, Trey Sermon. So this guy is going to be a goal line and third down back. I love Jeff Wilson for a pickup. Second one, this is a joke, Taysom Hill. That was one of mine as well. So That's we one of yours. Perfect. That. We yeah. should have overlapping if we're doing our jobs right. Taysom Hill's 9% owned in the ESPN leagues. Uh, when he starts, he's a top 10 guy. Lock it in. He can't throw for shit, but he can run. And he's a big motherfucker. Love Taysom Hill. Picked him up in a few leagues and where I have And the coach already Russ. knows how to, how, how to use him. Sean Payton's got a hard on for him. Let's be real. Unfortunately, um, honestly. I think he <laughs> loves him, man. I think it does uh, poor things for that team gambling-wise. Yeah, I mean, but they're 5-2. and two. Are they 5-3? and three? Five and two on the year. I mean, give give them some credit. They're playing fucking well. Their defense. Um, try to run on New Orleans. Yeah, you're fucked. And then my third pickup. This one killed me because I had to drop him for Adrian Peterson in a league that I needed a running back. Rashad Bateman still only twenty three percent owned. He uh, played his first game uh, with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore before the bye last week. He had three catches for, I think it was 80 or 85 yards, but he looks the part. He's playing more snaps and had more targets than Hollywood Brown, so I think he'll be a 1A and 1B with Hollywood, 23% on Rashad Bateman. That's another guy. Nick, who you got to pick up? I picked up the New England Patriots, woke up early in the morning, picked up New England Patriots Fucking in New League. New England, baby. I think... Um, so the total in that game is a 41 or something, something well below league, game. well below league average, and the starting quarterback, as we talked about earlier, is probably hurt. So that defense is going to shut them down. Um, I talked about earlier Eagles running backs. Uh, it's between Gainwell and Boston Scott. Gainwell's probably already picked up. I picked up Boston Scott in, um, which is funny because Gainwell doesn't see the field and Boston Scott's the guy. You are correct. 41 in that Panthers-Patriots game. Yeah. Um, and my other pickup after Boston Scott. No, that was it. Taysom. You had Taysom as well. Taysom Hill. So Boston Scott, I've got Jeff Wilson, Taysom, and Bateman. Let's get into our plays of the week. I've got some spicy ones. I've got some spicy plays of the week for you, Nick. i got a few here. So first, I'm going to start so with quarterback. We're, we're staying at home here. I think it's a great pickup for this week. Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa. I mean, I think we're saying it pretty damn good. Yeah. I think Tua has a great week. I think he's a great pickup. Again, you could pick up Taysom too. I just didn't want to double up. I wanted to give some okay. variety here. Tua and Taysom are my two quarterback streams of the week. Receiver. Let me get my quarterback. Go ahead. Give so I did also double up on Taysom. But that wasn't the only thing I had. I got Kirk Cousins. You like that. So here we go. Baltimore is going to probably beat the hell out of the Vikings. It probably will be early, and it will probably be relatively convincing. Uh, Here's the thing about Kirk Cousins and that offense in Minnesota. They turn the hell up and actually play football when they're behind. Um, It forces them into a way more aggressive play-calling state, which is going to be perfect for Kirk Cousins to get some fantasy points here this week. Perfect. 
I'm actually making a live move on the air in my league, which, forgive me, I'm very desperate in this league. <laughs> but we are actually... Gotta get those wins. We just found out, breaking news, this isn't going to affect Nelson. anyone here, Marlon Mack's not playing. Oh. He is inactive. So I just picked up Naheem Hines, and we're throwing him in my RB2 slot, which is so desperate. Montgomery and Gibson both not playing this week. So we're rolling Naheem Hines. My receiver play of the week, I am so fucking fired up for this week for this guy. Kadarius Tony, boy, do I love Kadarius Tony! I think he's going to be a top ten receiver this week. You've got Shepard out. You've Who got, they got this COVID week? flowing through the building. Uh, yeah. Oh, Joe Judge is doing press conferences in the, the parking fucking lot. parking lot. Everyone's got COVID. You know who doesn't have COVID? Quando Rondo. I mean Kadarius Tony. Sorry, <laughs> I've got Kadarius Tony. I will tell you. I'm, I'm a Seminole. I hate the Gators. I thought he was trash. I thought it was a terrible pick by the Giants coming out of college. I watched him play five snaps. He looks like Tyreek Hill. He is the closest to Tyreek Hill Who I've seen. Who they got this week? The Giants? They uh, are playing Oakland, Oakland at home. They have no one else to throw to. I think Kadarius Tony is going to have a monster week. Fucking fire him up in all your lineups. Is Nick, that guy Pettis uh, hurt? Uh, saw him leave the field last week. Who? It's a Bonte rookie, Pettis? but yes, he's not a rookie. He's been in the league like seven years. Okay. He's terrible. It's are you sure it's Dante Pettis Jr. over there at the Giants? There's no junior. It's just Dante Pettis. Okay. But yes, I'm with you. I'm all in on Kadarius Tony. Nick, give me your pass catcher. My pass catcher. Play I the got, week, baby. Play the week. I could stick with the uh, theme. I believe both Justin Jefferson and Thielen are going to eat over there because they're going to get force fed the ball. They're going to be behind. Um, I also think the the Buffalo Bills receivers have a good week. Uh, and if you want to talk about tonight, I think Pittman is going to eat up the New York Jets. Okay. All right. So you've got you've got an upgrade on the Vikings receivers. Yeah. You've got the best offense in the league, Buffalo receivers. And you've right. got Pittman, who's the hottest receiver on the fucking planet. Okay. I didn't really. Eh. So you don't have long shots, but you've got upgrades. No big deal. Again, it's tough. It's tough because it's funny. When we were first playing fantasy football... There wasn't all this information out there. There wasn't love-hate and starts and all this crap. So right. it is tough to find the sleepers. Um, I, I do think... So, question. You're talking about Buffalo receivers. Yeah. Are you starting a guy like... I'm starting Diggs, but if you're I You're starting had, Diggs. Are yeah. you starting Beasley if you have to? Mm, if I have to, I would start him. What about Emmanuel Sanders? And I'm Sanders? definitely starting Emmanuel Sanders. What about Gabriel Davis? Gabriel Davis, I don't know about. I don't okay. think I'm really going that far. Um, the, the reason I picked those pass catchers is I picked... Teams that are going against horrible secondaries or secondaries gotcha. that have proved all year that they Jackson are ranked in the good, bottom. Right? No, Jen. Okay. They're almost yeah. as bad as us. Okay. They're probably better than us, which is fucking sad. Pass catching defense, they're worse than us. I, I just meant in general. But I, I'm with mm. you. So, all right. My running back, this one's going to be a funny one. Here's a long shot. You're desperate. You're throwing darts at the board. Savan Ahmed. <laughs> running back you gotta be back up for <laughs> you the Dolphins. Kidding me, I'm even laughing saying it. That's crazy. But guess what? Malcolm Brown got hurt. Gaskin yeah. is the guy, but they love you wanna hear you wanna hear a fun fact? What? Who was Miles Gaskin's backup in college at Washington? I have no idea. Savon Ahmed. Huh. Who's Miles Gaskin's backup at the Dolphins? Savon Ahmed. They fucking went together from Washington to Miami. What an upgrade. And Ahmed, <laughs> I think he's gonna get some work. I think he'll do pretty well. And um, you know that's my that's my real long shot of the week. I think he's a he's a dart throw that you can go with. So I've got Tua and Taysom, Tony and Ahmed. And Houston has a shite 
run defense. Oh, yeah. They're terrible at everything. Okay, so uh, you heard me talking about Philly earlier. Boston Scott is my go-to in this uh, running back. I, I like Eckler, but, I mean, at that, yeah, he's a solid-ass guy. Eckler. And I don't know if he probably is. Um, Aaron Jones, is he up there on people's list this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a top so five guy. They got they got the quarterback out, and they're playing a defense. So in you're Kansas you're City. upgrading him. He could be a top three play this week. Yeah, and Kansas City cannot play run defense. They can't do anything. On defense. So, and I believe the Packers are going to have to lean on him. Um, I might even look at playing later on. Uh, we'll see how they, what they open up at some AJ Dillon props as well. Okay. So, and, and what we're going to do each week, we're going to recap. We're going to go through our plays of the week and grade ourselves. We're going to see if these plays panned out or if they didn't. We failed last week with that DeAndre Swift one. Oh, my God. That's so sad. He did get killed sad. with Swift. He, uh, he sucked. He fumbled. But it helped me beat you in fantasy, which I was not too mad I about. I would have crushed Joel. Yeah, he, he looked like shit. So, those are our plays and pickups did you of the not, week. Um, go ahead. Are we going to go tight end or you went all pass catchers? I just I want any pass catchers. You got any? Here. Go ahead. Well, obviously, throw them out. I mean, Calvin Ridley, stepped, Calvin Ridley stepped away from football. So, I've got Kyle Pitts here. Um, and then I also have Dallas Goddard because I believe that the— uh, So Nick's giving you the number three-ranked tight end and the number five-ranked tight end as people to play. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, here here's Here's my take of the week. <laughs> Kyle Pitts, sit him. Sit him? I will, I'm going to sit who him. Who the hell are they going to fucking throw the ball to? Yeah, guess who's going to be on Kyle Pitts this week? Marshawn Lattimore. Oh. What does he do? He shuts down big guys. I'm going to downgrade Pitts. You probably have to play him, but I actually downgrade him. Here's a dart throw. Pat Fryermuth. Who the fuck? Fire him up. Steelers tight end. If you need someone to pick up, I love the Muth this week. Uh, he uh, 4 for 44 in a score last week. That'll do. He's pretty damn good. Ebron, That'll do. Ebron's a little hurt. They don't really trust him. He had that sick Ebron catch in the back hurt. of the end zone. Ebron I don't know if you hurt. saw it. He he, uh, he had that nice toe tap. So I like the mute this week. Nick likes Goddard and Pitts. I like Kelsey and Waller. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all we all want a top tight end. So those are our plays of the week. I think we're coming up on the end here. Anything you want to add, Nick? Uh, we are. We just wrapped up. Fucking great first recording. Let's see how it sounds when it comes out. (laughs) Let's listen back to this motherfucker and see what we got going. Yeah, so we're pumped. We're going to be recording Thursday nights, releasing it late Thursday into Friday. Uh, Eric Bean, Nick Francis, first pod of the Bean and is it the Nick and Bean or the Bean and Nick? Let's go with Nick and Bean. Nick and Bean, we're throwing Nick's name first. First pod ending right now. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.